pray for Brandon Flournoy this morning. He's talking on walk in peace. Lord, we ask you give him your anointing, fill his mouth and his heart with your words, and help us to understand, remember, and get closer to you as a result of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I would also like to pray, and then let's get into the teaching this morning. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we do boldly come before your throne room of grace and mercy, full of praise and adoration for who you are. For you are the great I Am. You are the Almighty, for just and true are your ways. We love you, Lord, and we thank you so much for this teaching today. And I do pray that uh, as we go through our daily lives that this can be uh, recalled to us as we need. In Jesus' precious, holy, and powerful name we pray. Amen. All right, so the title of today's teaching is Walk in Peace. Is that, uh, is that something that we can easily do? Is it easy to just walk through our daily lives and always be peaceful and not have any distractions or anxiety or anything like that? Well, let's talk about it a little bit this morning. Uh, how could, if so, how could we go about walking in peace? Uh, if, if that's something that we can do, what would be the first step? Is there really even a first step? So, by definition, stay tuned for station identification. It will here in just a second. There we go. All right, so... By definition, peace uh, means freedom from quarrels and disagreements, a harmonious relations, a state of tranquility or quiet, freedom from civil disturbance. So in our daily lives, uh, it can be somewhat of a challenge at times to walk in peace through our circumstances. I also always like to insert how often or not the Bible speaks of whatever the topic of the teaching is. And the Bible has 420 verses uh, of peace in them, which to me is quite a bit. It doesn't necessarily validate peace more than something else, but uh, it, it seems to be quite repetitive, which uh, if, if I remember correctly, for someone to remember a phrase or something that's spoken, they have to hear it seven times. So that just reminds me of how important peace can be in our lives. So step one, let's talk about this, uh, might just simply be a decision that we need to make. What is the first thing we do every day? We wake up, we get out of bed, our feet hit the ground, and we go running after whatever we we feel is uh, the task of the day. So in doing that, uh, just a personal example, through some of these bullet points, I've gone through days where I just felt in my spirit like, man, something ain't right, something ain't right, what's what's going on here, I just, something ain't, I don't feel like I usually feel, today is different in my spirit, and so I, it only took a few times, but I began to realize that one of the things, as I would decide to walk in the Lord every day, is uh, I had forgotten to 
uh, pray my daily protection prayer. Uh, and it's just an opinion, but it's one of those things that I just simply can't live without. I've got to pray that prayer every day. And I have a personal rule. Before I do anything of a day, I pray that prayer. I have to have that prayer first. Uh, I, I enjoy doing what I call reading the paper. Uh, growing up, always had a, a mom and a dad and grandparents that always got the daily paper or the weekend paper, and they would sit at the kitchen table and read the paper. So I enjoy doing those things. But first is the Lord. And so before I get into the, the news or the task of the day, I always, always, always have to pray and, and pray that prayer of protection. So what good does the, and we'll get to it in a second, but referring to the daily protection prayer, what good does that do us? Is, is it any good at all? Is it just something we, we have memorized over time? We learn to just simply recite it and move on? Or is it something that really does affect us physically and spiritually? Well, for me, yes, if it's the right one, of course, uh, I, I, I truly feel covered in the blood of Jesus. I feel a, a blanket spiritually like there's a protection, uh, there's, there's a, um, an alertness that, that comes from praying this prayer. So, yes, I have forgotten to pray that prayer a couple of times, and that's where uh, it, it's not necessarily that the day goes wrong or we have a whole bunch of bad things happen, but I, I personally just didn't feel safe. I didn't feel like I necessarily had that special connection with the Lord like we all as individuals do. It's, it's personal. So step two, through this daily protection prayer, uh, we put on the full armor of God. So spiritually, that we don't walk, I don't walk around with actual armor on like that. Never, uh, never have even tried to put it on. But spiritually, this is what we, what we do. So it is a general readiness uh, for our task of the day, for anything or anyone. We, we can walk with and attentiveness. We can see things coming, so to speak, uh, through, through uh, my trade. There have been times when people would, we, we would go look at a job or something and somebody would just simply look at me and say, they saw me coming. Whether it be good or bad, uh, yes, some, we, sometimes in the spirit we can see things coming from a distance, which is a good, safe thing to have. So let's validate through the scriptures the uh, full armor of God. We'll read Ephesians six ten through 13, uh, starting with verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in power of his might. Put on the, the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. So, verses 14 through 17. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about you with truth, and having the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith 
ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of, of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So in this daily protection prayer, we can fully put on the whole armor of God, which to me is, is that blanket. So in your personal opinion, as a congregation, you're welcome to answer here when I ask this question, but do we ever really need to plead the blood of Jesus? I mean, absolutely. Everybody in here for at least sure, sure. Yes. So for those of you online that may not have heard, everyone said, yes, we absolutely do at least once a day. So what, is, what does that really do for us? Does it really cover us? Is it something that really does help? Is this just story time or is this something that's, that's real? Of course, absolutely. So pleading the blood of Jesus, in my opinion, can allow... Through, because, see, the Bible tells us that there's power in the words that come out of our mouth. There's power there. So when we correctly have received the salvation and we've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and we plead uh, the blood of Jesus over circumstances or situations that may not be good, I believe that's when the supernatural can just come forth. I believe that's when we open the door for the Lord to miraculously work in that in that split second so have have we ever had situations where we felt vulnerable and that was something that we absolutely needed necessary in our lives absolutely so we absolutely don't need to forget to put on that that blanket so walking in peace what do we do with the fruits of the Spirit? What is that? Uh, in our daily preparation prayer, we ask the Lord to help us walk through them, right? It's something that we carry. So, anybody has any suggestions, you're welcome to say. But tell me how to walk in the fruits of the Spirit. How do, how, I mean, how do we do that? We put one, one foot in front of the other, just in, in our simple walk doing whatever it is that we do, but how do we, how does that work? I mean, how does, how is that activated? Well, I'll just tell you personally, I chose, and we'll, we'll get to more of it in a minute, but I chose one time to just, I didn't ask the Lord for patience, but I chose to challenge myself in greater patience. I just wanted to be more of a patient person. And so I chose every day to work on that. And I finally got to a point where I said, Lord, have I done, have I done any good? And it, 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 uh, it's, it's sometimes quite neat to see how the Lord uh, can answer those questions. But I, yes, it's always through your wife. That's a, that's a given. <laughs> but we, uh, we were doing a, we were running an errand for some friends and went to a furniture store to pick up some furniture one Saturday morning. And we had the U-Haul door up and I was just sitting there waiting for our, our ticket number to be called so we could load some furniture. And an absolute stranger just pulled up next to us in the parking space. And this man who I've only seen once in my life that I know of got out of his truck and didn't, 
didn't say hello to me, how you doing, nothing. He said, you have the look of a patient man. All right, well, thank you. It's nice to meet you. You need me, need me to help you load some furniture or anything else I can do for you? I, I'll be happy to help you however you may need. <laughs> you know, so, and that's, that's just one example of a daily check so that, you know, if, if challenging situations came up for me, I would specifically decide with intent that I wasn't going to be easily angered. Now, I don't, I don't necessarily get angry but I wanted to make sure that I had just complete control so that no matter what the circumstance or what the situation, I could walk in peace. Because see, people, people sense that about you. They know if you're carrying it, if you're operating in it, or if you're not. So, I mean, let's just talk about this for a second. Just of a Saturday morning, the family gets up, the kids watch cartoons, and dad gets up in a in a bad mood. Does that not partially set the tone for the day? Good, right? So as the head of the household, if dad wakes up on a Saturday morning, the kids are watching cartoons, and he operates in any of the fruits of the Spirit, speaking peace specifically, what kind of a day could could the family have? See, we gentlemen, we can set the tone for how our family truly does operate. The kids get along. Mom and dad get along. When, and especially this too. You'll, you'll, as you invite friends over, have people over, do whatever. You'll begin to sense and see. And, and even possibly get compliments on how peaceful it is in your home. People want to be in your home. There, spiritually, there's something about that presence. And we all, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, we, we, uh, we carry that with us. I sure did. Sorry. So, gentlemen, I just want to bring to our attention, specifically, that we carry those fruits. The Bible tells us we'll be known by our fruits. So we need to make it a point to carry so that we can truly just be for others, whether it be family or friends. It doesn't matter if you're married and have 15 kids or if you're single. You carry the fruits with you, and they're all transferable, and, and you can so benefit others by walking in that peace. You know, we, we talked months ago about compassion having compassion for others. And part of the definition of compassion has to do with love. And so when you walk in compassion, it couples with love. See, all these fruits, they intertwine. They all work together one way or another. And so carrying that and operating in that the way that we should, we can, we can absolutely benefit others. So a uh, couple of examples. Um, actually, I already, <laughs> already went through it with uh, picking patients and, and furniture. But um, uh, when we walk in those fruits, uh, also, could the message that we need to bring to someone be a little more palatable? Is it possible that flowing 
in those fruits we can say what needs to be said without and it be and it be true but not the easiest message to give but if we flow through those spirits through the spirit through the fruits of the spirit excuse me we can make that message much more palatable uh, i've i've heard here several times there's a uh, a short lady we might call her prophet Leslie uh, she has a message that the Lord has given her and I've heard many 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 times how she can deliver that message and it be kind of gut-wrenching it's hard to it's hard to swallow that pill but she delivers it in such a way that it's it's palatable for everyone Nobody gets up and, and throws a fit or has any issues with it because of the way she carries and delivers that message. So as we walk in peace, as we walk through with the fruits of the Spirit, can, can we do that too? Sure. And it doesn't have to be here. It can be at the house. It can be when the family gets together. You sense that somebody has a need. You walk in that peace, you go put your arm around the neck. And you just speak that word to them that they need to hear. But you do it in love. You do it in compassion. You do it in that, in that peace. So here we've got a couple of pictures of a house built on a rock and a house built on the sand. And so this is, this is the, the, the age-old example of in, in with us as people of the Lord in our belief we we do always talk about building our house on the rock now what is that that's our Savior right here that's our our Lord Jesus Christ he is that rock for us uh, he is the basically he is the author and finisher of our faith so through walking in peace through saying the daily preparation prayer are we not building our house upon the rock versus the sand I tell you the, and it only happened a few times I've said this just a second ago but when I didn't say that prayer I felt like that that house that collapsed it just inside I just there was something just wasn't quite right I wasn't ready for the day and that doesn't mean again that anything terribly wrong happens but I just wasn't how would you put it I just wasn't ready to tackle the day correctly. I wasn't 100%. So I just want to encourage you this morning to do that. That daily prayer is extremely important. Now, when we do say this prayer, it's something we got to mean. It's, it's got to be a part of us. It's got to be right here. It's something we can't just say, well, let me get this out of the way because I've got a lot to do today. So I just wanted to post a couple of these pictures of uh, some services here. And I'm just going to be straight, gentlemen. To me, these pictures show a great example as to what we as men should do, should be. Uh, you can see the picture on the left. That's uh, this gentleman's daughter, and she's following him. So I don't ever want to hear anybody say that we don't influence. One way or another, we, we influence. 
And so if we walk in peace, if we walk in those fruits of the Spirit, that's the kind of influence we really should have. Extremely important. And so the picture on the right is of the same. The gentleman in the middle, his son, followed him up to the altar and wanted to pray just like Daddy did. And then, of course, his, his wife being supportive there. But it's something we got to mean. It's got to be wholehearted. This is a decision that we make. Not just when we receive Jesus. I remember when I was seven years old and I received the salvation of Jesus. That was an absolute decision that I made. And it's changed my life forever just like it has every one of us, right? So it's extremely important that the foundation be built correctly. Uh, in, In plumbing, I've seen some terrible foundations built. And I've seen some extremely good foundations built. And so this may, this may seem quite simple or basic this morning, but if we don't do this correctly, it can all fall apart. And that's not what we're looking for, is it? We don't want, we don't want this relationship with Jesus to fall apart. We don't want to be that foundation that when the wind blows 10 miles an hour, we just crumble. We don't want to be so easily influenced that the slightest little thing veers us off course. Especially, in my opinion, in today. We've got a lot, of, a lot of chaos, a lot of things going on. And so if we have the foundation built, and we decide to do that, it's up to us. He gave us all the tools we need, but it's up to us to use them, right? So we build that foundation as good and strong and correct as we can. Take all the time you need. Just don't do it wrong. And when we do that, when things come our way, we walk in those fruits. We, we can easily walk in those gifts, but we need to practice right now. Right now. We've got, look, you don't, You don't go to a baseball game and stand up there on the pitcher's mound cold. They have a bullpen for a reason. You warm up. So we've got to warm up before all this happens, whatever it is, whenever it is. We've got to be ready. And so how do we do that? We decide every day that we are going to follow the Lord. We pray that prayer protection. And then we absolutely execute absolutely execute all right so if you would please be willing to stand with me we're going to read this prayer all right here we go dear father i come to you in the name of jesus forgive my sins sins of my family work ministry sins of my father and forefathers I remit their sins and wash them in the blood of Jesus. I put on my full armor of God today, the helmet of salvation, righteous breastplate, girdle of truth, shield of faith, sword of the spirit, gospel feet shod, standing on the word of God. I plead the blood of Jesus over my spirit, soul, body, health, mind, conscious, subconscious, subliminal areas, all communication coming to, from, around, and concerning me. Lord, bless us indeed. 
enlarge our coasts, keep us from evil and doing evil. Help me walk in your agape love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. I ask the Lord of hosts to place your ministering, guardian, and protecting angels all around me, my family, my ministry, and loved ones. Lead me not into temptation, deliver me from evil. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So I would just encourage all of us to, you're welcome to be seated. I would just encourage all of us to do that absolutely every day. It's something that, for me personally, has really helped. I don't want to necessarily say in growth, but it has really helped just in my daily walk with the Lord. Just a understanding and alertness uh, that comes that can come from that. So we choose every day how well or not we'll walk in the fruits and gifts of the Holy Spirit. In the Spirit, we are actually putting on armor. So by doing that, that just brings a question of should we really leave the gun at home when we're marching off to war by not praying that prayer every day? I mean, because that, uh, truly, that's, that's how I felt the, the times that I overlooked doing that. And also, by, by overlooking, it, it showed me just how, how important it is that I do so. And so, it became an, a, a greater priority for me to do that absolutely every day. So, do we actually know what lies ahead of us each and every day, or should we always be ready to be our brother's keeper, be a pillar for those that in, are in need, be someone that people can lean on, be that person, that foundation, be that strength that others need. We need others. Others need us. It's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. So when the rubber meets the road, how well can or do we walk in peace? Just individually is that something that we excel at or is it something that like me and and patience it was something that I just chose to work on myself I didn't ask the Lord for more patience I didn't ask for any tests or anything it was just something that I truly wanted to check for myself so is is it something that we should do ask the Lord to to help us walk in peace so there are challenges that come our way, and shouldn't we be prepared? So absolutely we should. Are we, are we ready to stand up for ourselves? Have we built that foundation such that we can walk in the fruits of the Spirit no matter what comes our way? You know, it, having that foundation, practicing now, if, like the last bullet point there, uh, how well can we keep our composure when we have to pray over an empty plate of food at the kitchen table? Uh, that's not something that anybody is looking forward to. But if we practice now, and I don't mean literally sit at the kitchen table with an empty plate, but if we walk, if we walk in these things now, we'll be ready, right? It won't be a second thought. It won't be, uh, I don't know. It's going to be, and I, I absolutely know. Because he is my foundation right here. He made all the provisions 
for everything that we could possibly need. So we, we strengthen ourselves, how? By, by pumping iron, lifting weights. How do we strengthen ourselves in the, in the spirit, in the gifts? We practice. We walk it. We do it. We make it happen. So, next bullet point. Can we walk in the fruits of the, in the fruit of peace, excuse me, uh, with anger? See, I tend, to, I tend to think that if we intentionally walk through our daily lives in peace, it snuffs out other things. It, it snuffs out the opposing. It makes it easier to walk in the ways of the Lord, truly. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit, having those fruits, the more we can, the more we can walk in that, the more we practice, the more we lift those weights, the stronger we become so that when anger comes or anxiety or whatever the situation could be, something silly, you, you're prepared for it. No matter what, it's water off a duck's back. We just keep walking through it. We don't have any issues. It's like it never happened. We can just keep going. So uh, could it help flow in love? Absolutely. Uh, would it assist in making transferable fruits easier to receive? Sure. If we can carry that peace, when we walk into a room, people will know. People will sense that. And we're here to help. This isn't, this isn't necessarily something that is uh, me, myself, and I. This is truly, really, for others. We don't necessarily have to carry this so that we make it through the day. We're really going to help everyone else. But we have to have that strength. We have to understand what this really is and what it really means. But the foundation, the basics, the basics, the basics is right here through the provisions that he made. We have to stand on that. So we must, must, must build our foundation correctly. Absolutely have to. So last bullet point says, peace is not a greater fruit than another, but if your heart is at peace, is it not easily angered or moved, or moved, so to speak? So yes, as we practice, as we lift those weights, we get stronger in the fruits. In my opinion, see, the Bible tells us that people will know us by our fruit. So if we have strength in our fruit, whatever our gifts and callings may be, it's just going to be ushered right on in. See, we start with the foundation and everything else just falls right into place. Yes? Amen. So, a couple of examples here. <laughs> I don't know if any of you have ever had to visit or deal with an accuser of the brethren. But it, uh, it personally, I've I've had just a little bit, not much. But when when I was making this, I really had to uh, pray and sit and just think about it and understand and and just kind of swallow the pill, so to speak. But when an accuser of the brethren comes at you, it's not just a well. I just don't think you did what you were supposed to do. It's not like that. They literally, just like that picture, man, they've got a list, and they come at you, and they are ruthless. 
They don't care how you feel. You're concerned. You are not their concern other than they've got a, a point to make with you. And they, they're going to beat you down, or at least that's been my experience with uh, accuser of the brethren. But when you, when you walk in the fruits correctly, when you carry that about you as they're just getting at you, you can say, no, that's not right. But you don't have to be ugly about it like it's coming at you. You can walk in that, that peace. Uh, and then there's times when we have to say, yeah, no, I got to eat that piece of humble pie. You know? So the next, the next example is, is a, uh, a job lost. So in uh, free enterprise here in America, you're, you're vulnerable to the public you advertise, you have your phone number out there so anyone can just pick up the phone and call you. Well, I've had uh, some customers for a long time and the other day uh, they've got a, a job that, that's coming up and they literally said to me, well, we'll keep you in mind. We were talking about the job and I thought to myself, are you kidding me? 20 years, 20 plus years, we're gonna keep you in mind. So. You know, I, I just got to the point where I don't care. He's greater. Amen. Doesn't matter. But it just hit me like, you know, we loyalty, where where is that gone these days? But, you know, to put that into perspective, it'd be no different than just having a regular job and your boss coming up to you and going, well, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep you tomorrow or not. That's kind of how that feels, you know. So when we walk with the Lord, we understand he's greater. Whether somebody uses you on the next job, whether somebody owes you money or not, we're going to walk in that peace. And it doesn't necessarily have to pass all understanding. We, we know what to do. We know how to treat people. We understand that. So one more thing I'd like for us all to do before we close today is sing a song. It's a good old hymnal. Uh, we're just going to sing the chorus, but it's, uh, it's titled Because He Lives. So because of that, we can face tomorrow. We can make it through whatever comes our way. You know, we love our lives not unto the death. So truly, as we begin to build that foundation and we have that strength and that understanding the life in the here and now is only valuable because of the call that he has put on each and every one of us that's where the value is it's not in what we can do or how we do it it's honoring him in our obedience and part of that is is through walking with the Holy Spirit so let me go ahead. Oh, I hit the wrong button. I'm sorry. Let me go ahead and read these, these scriptures here. I just want to push a point home real quick. So John 14, 26, and 27 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And this is Jesus talking. 
So verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you. See, chapter 14 is just a few chapters before, prior to um, the, uh, the crucifixion of Jesus. So he's, he's trying to basically help the disciples understand how to walk through these times that are to come. So peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So, that's another great example of peace and walking in that. It can just absolutely extinguish fear. It can absolutely extinguish anxiety or anger or any of those things. So, I just want to encourage you today to think about and understand the foundation that we're building together. So, all right, if you would please stand with me. We're just going to sing this this chorus a cappella. Let's see if I can get the right. <laughs> Let me see if I can get it right here. Yeah, give us a note here. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. All right, let's close in prayer real quick. Father, we thank you so much for this teaching today. I pray that it is exactly what you wanted. Father, I, I thank you so much for these folks that are here today and online. And I pray that it has touched us all. For, Lord, you are the author and finisher of our faith, and we love you so much. Amen. For you are great. You are so great Amen. and greatly to be praised, and we love you. Amen. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. And I have a question for everyone. How do you do? <laughs> We're training and equipping church. Before I say what I want to say, which is something very important for him, What'd you see you liked? Confidence. Confidence. I can see a lot of growth in him. Mm -hmm. A lot of confidence. Someone else? Peace. Yes, Eric? Peace. Yeah, peace. Peace. He has peace. He's walking in what he's talking. Yes? When we did the Saturday morning, he used the slide of armor, and I thought that was one of the best pictorial representations uh, representation So you're glad to see the teaching this morning on the full armor of God. Okay. Yeah. Someone else, would you would you like? Yes. Like a lot of his giftings and elements all like came together at one time in this talk, and I feel like it's his best talk that he's given. Um, he he's walking in it. He's imparting it. He's flowing in the spirit what God wants to say, and just using his giftings to bless God's church. Just 
Anyone else? Okay, so you're saying you're seeing that he is really walking with this with Jesus. Yes, another comment back there. Oh yeah, I was going to say the personal experiences that he shares uh, help the words uh, help make it practical. The personal experiences help it come to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now my turn. You know, I uh, I could talk about how I've seen the growth in you, and you and I. And you and your wife and me and my wife are very close. And I've seen you walk this out. And I could talk about that. And I could talk about the peace. I could talk about it. But the thing I want to say the most is I think you underrate yourself. I think you question whether you could be a preacher. And you can. I think you question whether people would really listen to you. And they will, right? I think you question whether you could stand up on a Sunday morning, every Sunday morning, and bring a sermon that people would listen to, and they would, right? There is a piece about you that I'm saying to myself this morning, oh, Stan, you need to start walking in that. But that's what a good teacher does. That's what a good sermon is, is when we say, Lord, give me more of that, right? Amen. That's what you did. That's what you did. Don't ever back up. All right. We we gotta we gotta get you scheduled more often. Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Start on the next one. Yes, sir. You have <laughs> More than an God hour. God bless you. Right? Let's give you my yes. appreciation. Well, welcome to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. So glad that you're joining us online this morning. I have my beautiful granddaughters up here. I have Iceland. She lives in Topeka, Kansas. Well, actually, Overbrook, right? So it's it's right, by, right by Topeka, right? Uh, and she's nine years old. She's as tall as me, or almost. I know, right? We keep measuring. And I have heels on. This is a fair. And then Scarlett, and then little Paris. So uh, say, welcome, girls. Say hi. Hello, everybody. Oh, my goodness. They didn't do very good about that, did they? Okay. Um, so if you haven't received your flyer uh, for the information, you know, for coming up, we just grab one off the front desk. Uh, next Sunday, we're actually having Pastor Lou will be speaking at the 930 service, and Pastor Jonathan will be bringing the 1030 service. So that's a little bit different. And uh, we need someone, if there's someone that might volunteer to do the intercessory prayer, do the Zoom calls that we used to do on the first and third Tuesdays, I'm just going to have it be just once a month. So if anybody's interested in doing that, let me know. Also, here, take this piece of paper. For those of you at church, if you have not uh, picked up your envelope, make sure that you get it off the round table. And also our visitors, if you, as you start coming, we'd love to have you. This is for a record the date. 
Uh, it's going to be August the 26th. That's for celebrating Stan's 70th birthday. It's going to be a 70s themed birthday. Yeah, but he's only 60. Yeah. Well, you look 50 hmm. oh. on a good day. No. <laughs> uh, but we would want as many people to come. Your mommy's what? That's your mommy? Am I your glammy? I'm your glammy. It's always my glammy. And then I'm going to hand this around here. I'll give this to you. This is for um, to sign up for fellowship for donuts and stuff so we could just make the rounds all right what they have in their hands what they have in their hands here can i take one is uh whoever would like to one just raise your hand if you already have one and you want another one you can raise your hand they will hand them to you they're they're free they're just um it has some new testament scriptures in here they're they're not all king james of course but they're it's not a bad interpretation it's just but it's like how to Let's say you need another scripture how to, um, where Jesus died on the cross. Then you, yeah, there's a concordance back here. You can just find it. So if you'd like to have one, even the kids that can read, they can have one. So um, just as the girls come down, just raise your hands, and they will hand you, hand you a copy or two. All right. Thank you, ladies. Let's give them some walking appreciation music here. Thank you, thank you. Glammy. Um, any praise reports this morning? Oh my goodness, we're going to have to start doing better on praise reports, okay? Yes, David. All right, for work, he says he's book solid for the next week. That's a praise the Lord. That's great. That's that's wonderful news. Uh, any any? Okay, Eric. Okay, so you got to okay, you got to be inside the house instead of on on the roof. Okay, that's awesome. Praise God does a, even the smallest things, doesn't he? Anything that it's like he just shows up wherever we think we he won't answer, he does. Yes, Tony. So they, they gave us now another house. We're still in this other thing, but this one has a big pool. Oh my goodness! Okay, so he's needing some work done on his house because the had a flood come in his house. And they haven't started. They haven't started working on it yet. They haven't started working on it yet, and there has a lot of work to be done. They put the family in a hotel. They, they spent a rent with this one around forty something thousand dollars. Yes. I know the things that the insurance everybody fights over. So now they put them in a house and even has a pool. So <laughs> enjoy it. Yes. I had a friend. I was on the phone with her. She was driving back really late last night. Um, I don't remember what city, but from Oklahoma to here, in the middle of nowhere. And uh, she had a flat tire. And while I was on the phone with her, she was like, I don't know what to do. I don't have AAA. I don't, I don't know who's going to be out there or anything. I was like, well, maybe we should just pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You prayed for someone to come and fix the flat tire.
Okay, girls, you can go sit down on the front, on the room. There we go. Uh, that is awesome. I mean, yeah, just when it, when all else fails, we, we pray, right? So that's the first thing we should probably do. Well, let's stand. Let's get our service going this morning. By the way, next Sunday is uh, Father's Day. Just um, make sure that you remember that, so next Sunday. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much that we can come here and we can come boldly before your throne room of grace and mercy. We thank you so much. And Lord, we do honor you. We thank you for all that you do. I mean, you do things, uh, just little things for us all the time that, Lord, it just shows us now that we need to be more appreciative of you because of even just all the little things you do and also the big things you do. Lord, we give you praise in all those things. And Lord, we ask that you bless this, this, the messages today. And Lord, that we have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And also, Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that if there's anybody watching or anyone here that is not feeling well, that are sick, Lord, that you would touch them right where they are. You are the healer. You are the great physician. And we ask now that in Jesus' name. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Keep talking. One, two. All right. Good morning, everyone. It is now a blessed time for giving. So as we heard this morning, uh, a, a great message delivered by my brother Brandon here. Um, he talked about the fruits of the Spirit. And as we all know, that Jesus is the vine. And we are, uh, we are attached. We're connected to him. And he's the giver of life. Amen? So out of the giver of life, he gives us good fruit. And we're able to bear fruit for others. As Brandon said this morning, he said that that fruit, even though it's good for us, it's actually also meant for others to share with. So I'm here to, uh, to welcome everybody as far as um, offering. We're going to take an offering. And just remember that God loves a cheerful giver. Remember what he has done in your life, how he has given you life, and life in abundance at that. Amen? Amen. So we're able to also give and, uh, you know, you know, the church will be able to allocate that for others to receive as well. So uh, come on up and, and give freely. Get some out of my purse. You can get some out of my purse. You can get some out of my purse. <clears throat> By the way, you folks online, I believe that there is probably a way to give, and of course, that's a good thing. That's a good thing for you. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, we thank you that you have blessed this nation. You have blessed us personally so much. And we ask that you would cause this to cover all of the things it needs to cover and that this would be soul-winning money in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just a second. We have one more to give. And that too. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this offering. Um, we pray, Father God, that as you receive it back unto you, that you continue to nourish your nation, that this nation is also the people uh, that you've called forth. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you. 
Uh, now we're going to take up an offering for, um, for also for missions. And um, I just wanted to say thank you to all the church that helped support. For like Sharon and I going to Pakistan, um, it was it was so vital for everything that you sent in. And just wanted to let you all know that you're here at this church and those on you online that are, that supported this. You know, you partake in that. And, you know, I know we say this every Sunday, but you really do. You partake in it. You might not be going there, but you do partake in it. Uh, this offering for this mission will be going to Honduras. We leave, uh, there's 13 of us that leave uh, October the 5th, come back on the 16th. And so we still need your support. Uh, it's, it's it, you know, missions, they always cost money. They don't, they don't give back. But we want to give it all as we can anyway. So I encourage you those online, you can just send in a donation, put Honduras or missions, and, and it, uh, every penny goes towards that trip, uh, for that for that missions trip. And also for those of you here, it will go towards the Honduras trip in, in October. Now, I wanted to say that most missions trips is about building a putting a building up, building a church. Um, that's what most people understand about missions. And I want you to understand that we don't go to build a church. They have a lot of them there in Honduras, even in Pakistan. They already have a lot of them. We don't go to do that. We go to train and equip. We go to speak to the ministers. We go to train and equip the ministers. We teach them about, um, yes, of course, salvation. We go from door to door for salvations. But we also, with the, with the pastors and the leaders of those communities that we're speaking in and ministering in, we train and equip them to baptism of the Holy Spirit, the fivefold ministry, um, how to do deliverance. I mean, we teach and train them in all kinds of things. And then we do a crusade, a big crusade um, the last night before we leave to come home. So we're expecting we want to have a crusade in Santa Barbara, Honduras, where it would hold like, like 15,000 people. That's what we're desiring to do. That's what we're praying that we get to do. But we need the finances to come in so that they can bus more people in to partake into that. And then we'll also just minister to them. Um, we pray for healings and miracles, and we really see God move. But just want you to know that missions for this, for what we do, is not just to go put up a building. It is to actually impart a ministry building to them. So I want you to understand there's there's a difference in the type of missions that we are we are doing, and yes we get to spread the gospel we get to spread it so it's 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 amazing, um, it was amazing to get to all, go all the way to Pakistan it was the second time that we had been there, and and by the way, they love us Sharonda there, yeah. they love us they they want us to come back they want us to be Pakistanian they even say we're Pakistanian so there you go. So if you, you know, if, if America doesn't want us, we can go to Pakistan. <laughs> I don't know if Santa wants me to go to Pakistan, but, you know, that's probably not right. Did you want to say something? I guess you did. Go no. ahead. <clears throat> oh, by I've, the way, Pastor Stan, is, Pastor Stan is going to uh, be going with us to Honduras. also to Honduras to speak about End time Bible prophecy and uh, don't take the mark of the beast. We're trying to get it, his book, Miss the Mark, trying to get it translated into Spanish. So if anybody out there watching can help out, we'd love for you to let us know. Um, also, I'd like to get my book, Help Me, I'm All Tied Up, uh, into Spanish also. So go ahead. 
No, well, I was just going to pray for the offerings. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm tickled to go. All right, come and take your offerings. Bring your offerings up to the, I, I for the missions. I think it's sad that I have to go all the way to Honduras to find someone that will listen to me teach on Bible prophecy. You know that they do. I'm not going to let you get away with that. <laughs> you know that they do because you're on YouTube. But hundreds of thousands of people listen to you. So I don't think you want to just go to a I church. Just, it just feels, I mean, since my heart is to reach the world, until I start reaching the millions, it feels to me like <laughs> no one's listening. In other words, there's still a lot more people to reach. Well, of course, always. Lord, money is never the problem. Money is never the problem. Sometimes our heart is the problem. Sometimes our motives are the problem. But money is never the problem. So, Lord, we ask you to put your hand on this. Put, the hands, uh, put your hands on the people that should be giving and the people that have been giving to bless what they give so that this would reach hundreds of thousands of people. Yes, In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus name. Lord, we thank you. We just ask that you multiply this. Lord, um, we hear so many testimonies all the time about whatever offering was that came in. They can pray out again, and there's, there's more that appears. And then they pray out again, there's more that appears. And it's not for us, yeah. but it's actually to be able to minister to your people there that you love so much in Honduras. So we ask that you multiply and that we'd have more than enough more than enough that we can leave, leave uh, abundance there uh, to help the full, the further the gospel there. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, well, it's time for praise and worship. All right. Let's stand up and spread out. We're going to give a hallelujah to our God. Amen. Are you guys free? You guys are free, right? What is your favorite thing to do? Dance? Eat? <laughs> What's something else? Lift our hands, praise our God. Shout from the rooftops. Is it embarrassing? It should be. Get out of your comfort zones where it's embarrassing to get out of your flesh to praise the Lord. So it's not embarrassing. Amen? Amen. If it feels out of your comfort zone, that means you're taking a new step, a new level in your praise and worship with the Lord. So I encourage you and I challenge you to do one thing extra. If it's raising your hands, stomping your feet, moving around, declaring Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, whatever it might be, but we're going to give the praise and the glory where that honor is due. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, you are worthy and worthy to be praised. In the name of Jesus, in the blood of Jesus, there is power. Hallelujah. Where two or more are gathered in his name. Yes, he is there. Oh, for all who come and run to him in faith. He is there. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power, power in his name. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power, power in his name. No fear. No lie can stand against. 
against us now. Come on. Because he is here. Whoa. The word has come to silence every doubt. Because he is here. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. Jesus, the stripes upon his back are the reasons we are healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We give you the praise and the honor. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. Yes, we do. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. Come on, raise your hands. I raise a hallelujah. Because I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm, loud and loud. You're gonna hear my praises roar. Come from the ashes, hope will arise. Cause death is defeated, the King is alive. Hallelujah! 
my words fall short I've got nothing new How could I express All my gratitude I could sing these songs As I often do but every song ends and you never do so i'll throw up my hands praise you again and again it's all that i have is a just one more with my arms stretched wide I will worship you so I'll throw up my hands and praise you again and again cause all that I have is a hallelujah For a heart singing hallelujah, Don't you get shy on me, lift up your voice. You've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Oh, don't you get shy on me, lift up your voice. You got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're going to praise the
all we have is a hallelujah. And we worship you for everything you've done in our lives and everything yet to come in our lives. Right now we pray a blessing over each and every single one of them here. And those watching from the TV, Father God, that you would heal them from the inside out, that you would change their heart to be more Christ-like, that you would take them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet and change them to be more like you. And Father God, open up those doors and no man can shut for them right now and close those doors and no man can open. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time where we can have freedom to cry out to you and shout your name from the rooftops. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Um, you may ask, even those of you online, even some of you here, of course, you know, man, a woman, a child can come to the altar. And I said for the men of the church to come uh, to the altar to pray. And the reason is, is that, you know, whether we like it or not, ladies, is that God made man to be the head, to be the leader. And if we get men to do it right, guess what? It makes it right for us too. So I hope and pray that those of you who watch online, you men, that the fathers of the household and just men in general just got on their face before God and just was crying out to him that he's holy, holy, holy. And that's why I know that if men of this nation will start making it right and if they'll start being the leaders that they need to be, then we women also can make it right too because we'll follow along. Um, you know, he's no respecter of persons. I understand that. And I know that there's also women are saying, well, I'm not married. And so, you know, Jesus is my covering. Guess what? Even in first Peter it talks about the men. They are, they are, men are still the leaders. They are still over us ladies. And if, even if at work, you know, you need to be the example because a woman will naturally follow and submit and do what is right to what they need to do. Um, and so I even encourage you men that are not married, you still need to make it right for women. You still, didn't do, you still need to be a good leader for the women, whether you're married to them or not. Whether it's, it doesn't matter that, I'm just, that Stan is my husband and that he's just the head over me, it doesn't matter about that. I mean, Jonathan back there, protect me. Danny, protect me. Of course, all the, the men of the church or the men out there in general, they need to be respectful for women and to honor them and to treat them like as if it, they were treating their wives. In other words, how much they, they show them the love. Show them the love, right? <laughs> and the money. No. Just had to throw a little set in there. But the point is, I hope that I'm making is that, um, you know, we need to pray for the men of this nation that they will become good leaders, that they'll become godly leaders, and that we can have a godly man in the, the White House. Um, you know, I'm all about a woman having a lot of power. I understand that we can do a lot of things. We can do even a lot of things even better than some of you men. We get that. But the point still is God made the man the head. God made the man the head. So we just need to respect that also, ladies, and understand that and, and pray for the men of this nation that we get a good godly man in the White House. And I do believe that things can change because we have a, someone that follows after God's heart. See, that's the office. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> that's the office of a prophet because... You're not on? I, I did turn it on. I did turn it on. Okay, try again here. Now am I, am I on? 
No. Okay. Okay. Well, while technical difficulties are handled back there, is the light on? Probably can't see it back there. It's all right. It's okay. You can use the blinged-up mouse. Yeah. I, I, I want this to work. Is this not working? All right, that's the, uh, that's the anointing of a prophet. Where churches go wrong, in my opinion, is that the, the men of the church stand up and try to put women in their place. And that means that the man is trying to push them down, trying to crush them down. In this case, the prophet stands up and says, ladies, it's a good place to be. It's a good place to be in that protected, submitted position. I didn't ask her to say that. It's just that that's the way it's supposed to be. Now, in relation, I want to say something to the men. If a man has to say, well, I'm the boss of the family. You know, man has to always push the women around. And by the way, that's not just talking about a marriage. That's talking about at the stoplight. That's talking about at the work. That's talking about at the sports stadium. Men should be there taking care of and helping women. When I'm walking into the gym, I like to rush up to the door and open the door first for the lady. I, I like to be there in the, if they're walking up with several things in their hand, then I open the door wide. Can I help you? Like the story of the fellow that came up, the, the, the Leslie was talking about, and the lady had a flat and someone came up and helped them. That's the Christian way to put others first, not just ladies. And in the case of Leslie, she really has a lot of anointing, a lot of wisdom, a uh, judging spirit. And now that, that sounds wrong. So let me explain that now that I said that. I don't know. She'll tell you four or five years ago, she was about to drift off to sleep and I reached over and I said, I'd like to pray for you to go to another anointing. And she was already kind of drifting away. And I said, so I anointed her with oil. And I said, Lord, take her to another level. And she just kind of drifted off into sleep and said, amen. And that night, uh, turn yeah. the green light on. I did get another level and um, some like it, some don't. So I'll still do well, what God tells me to do. <laughs> there's, there's a place and a time that a wise husband listens to his wife. There's a place and a time for that. And I think Leslie and I flow real good together. I, I, I try to listen to her. And there's a place and a time where she listens to me. And so it's supposed to be, we're supposed to be working together as husband and wife, as people at work. People, as we're driving down the road, wherever we are, we're supposed to be working together. Amen? Yeah. yeah. Ladies, respect the men. Respect men. Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's get to praying so you can get your message out here today. Lord, I ask that you bless Pastor Stan. Bless him with the message that you have for him today. And, Lord, let us have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And let us remember what the message is as we go out those doors. And, Lord, we love you so much, and thank you for bringing us here to, to listen to the word and also those online. Lord, bless them. And as they watch this maybe later on, even a month from now, Lord, I ask that you bless them and give them the ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, we ask that this message 
would reach the heart of anyone whose name is not in the book of life and that that heart would be opened and they would feel your knocking as you say I stand at the door and knock if any man hear my voice and open I will come unto him and I will sup with him and he with me if anyone does not have their name written in the book of life that they would make that decision today to have their name written in the book of life to receive Jesus to ask Jesus to wash their sins away as he is the only one that can forgive sins in Jesus name amen okay so our topic today is contrite and desolate. Now, you've got to understand that, but th that is where we're going today. And before I go there, uh, do you folks know that I do a radio program called Prophecy Club? Yeah, okay. Well, does everyone have your cell phone handy? Would you pull out your cell phone, check your cell phone right quick? Yeah, well, it's not just radio, it's not just TV now, it's radio and TV because it's audio and video, it's on, we're on a lot of platforms. But let me show you something. Pull out your cell phone, and if you got Google, go to the Google Play, if you're, excuse me, if you're Android, if you're Android, go to Google Play, if you're um, iPhone, every once in a while I lose the train, but I don't worry because another train is coming along. Okay, so go to iPhone and then go to your app store. Go to the app store. Let me show you something. Go to the app store. It's the blue one with an A in it. The blue one with an A in it. And tap on that and then type in Prophecy Club. That's two words and prophecy spelled with a C. P-R-O-P-H-E-C-Y. Prophecy Club. Prophecy Club. And you'll see it has a square with a round thing in the center that says Prophecy Club and then download that and install that. That is probably the fastest, easiest way to follow Prophecy Club. Now why am I doing this? Because I want you to follow Prophecy Club. Why? Because I don't want to bring it in on Sunday morning because some things that I say are based upon the world. And since the Prophecy Club is telling what's going on in the world, it's important that you Watch that, at least from time to time. And here's the way that app works. So you start it, and you're driving down the road. You can, you can do either audio or video. If you're just listening to it, then just do the audio. And then if you get a phone call, it pauses it. You can take the phone call when you're done, then it starts it again. You can also go to prophecyclub.com. You can go to also just about every platform out there. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you, we uh, recently got on TikTok. And we've got now a social media manager, Tina is her name, doing a wonderful job. And she put us up on TikTok. She would take the program and edit that down to something short and quick and to the point for TikTok. And it was getting hundreds of thousands of views. So TikTok, at first, they just deleted it. They just deleted the program. And then she would complain, oh yeah, you're right. Well, others said that, okay, well, okay, so we, they put it back up. And then she'd put it, get another one, gets hundreds of thousands of views, because I believe what we're saying, what I'm about to say this morning, a lot of Americans really want to hear it, they just don't know where to find it. And the reason they can't seem to find it is because it's being shadow banned. 
So it finally wound up after two of these where they just go in and totally delete the video she just placed. They just totally deleted the channel. We've had that before too. And I shouldn't tell you our remedy there because the, the platforms are probably listening too, but there's workarounds. So we're working around. It's sad that we live in a nation where we no longer have free speech, but we no longer have free speech. Patrick Henry said, I may not agree with what you say, but I will fight to the death your right to say it. But in America, you no longer have the right to say what you want to say anymore. They'll simply delete you, just take you off. So we're going to talk about contrite and des desolate today. That actually is an important thing. And let me, in order to get this, since you folks have not been listening to Prophecy Club as often as you should, let me give you some updates, some situations today. So 6-7-2023, the angel Gabriel and four other angels visited Vicky Goforth Parnell, and I believe it happened. Gabriel blew the trumpet three times. He did the same thing when he went to Terry Bennett and proclaimed, the battle rages. No more day, delays. It will now begin. Cannot tell you how many times over these, what is it, 30 plus years I've been trying to tell people about all of these warnings and everything. Cannot tell you how many times when people would say, well, it never comes to pass. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> we don't want it to come to pass. Matter of fact, a lot of what people think are prophecies are not really prophecies. They are warnings. What's the difference? A warning is a prayer tropic. A warning is saying you're about to get a nail in the tire if you keep going straight. But if you'll turn left at the stop sign, you don't have to get the nail in the tire. That's a warning. So they get a warning. Well, it didn't come to pass. Well, I don't want to get a nail in my tire. So they think, oh, well, it's not coming. Well, what this is saying is a lot of the things that we've been warning people about are no longer going to be delayed. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, they're going to happen right now. As a matter of fact, I hope it doesn't even happen this month. I hope it doesn't happen this year. Matter of fact, I hope it doesn't happen this decade. But the problem is, it's probably becoming a whole lot faster and harder than what we're really ready for. Had a dream last Sunday night, a week ago, that I was getting my bug out bag right ready so i got up the next day and you know i tried well, i don't want to bug out bag i don't want to i don't want to do that it kept coming to me all day long finally i told leslie i said man this keeps coming to me. I, I i i gotta pull out our bug out bag of course you know it was packed so long ago that everything in it was practically rotted <laughs> so i pulled out the bug out bags took everything out of them now they're slain all over the living floor it, literally and I'm going to, I've, I've ordered some more things that are starting to come in, and I'm going to lay it all out. Leslie says, are you going to get a mule? Because I'm not carrying all of that. Because <laughs> it's got everything with the kitchen sink in it. She says, you know, we've got to get organized on this. I say, yes, we do. Matter of fact, we may be doing that, maybe doing that this afternoon for sure tomorrow. And we're going to get those. What's a bag out bag? That means that if all of a sudden... The Holy Spirit were to speak to you, and it may be a dream, may be a vision, may be an angel vision, may be an audible voice. And it just says, get out now. I mean, as in right now. 
and you don't have time. <laughs> don't forget the medicine. Don't forget this. Don't forget. No, no. A bug out bag is this. And we go. Now, there's always going to be a few things at the last minute, like if you got some prescriptions and stuff like that. But a bug out bag is just that. Where are we going? I don't know, but if you told me to go, I'm going to go. And that's where we go. So, if he's telling me to get a bug out bag, if he's telling me to get a bug out bag, thank you. In other words, it'd be a good idea for you to get a bug out bag. What'd she say? Or do I want to know? You know? <laughs> How many of you have a bug out bag? How many of you have looked at it in the last three years? It was, yeah, mine was more like 15 years, I don't know. Anyway, so it's saying there's no more delays. These prophecies, these warnings are now about to come to pass. Right now the good guys are trying to kick out the bad guys out of the financial house. That's, I believe, the primary war. The Republican House now, this is in the news now, is now uh, demanding to see the smoking gun, which is a document that apparently proves that Biden took some $5 million, some people are saying $10 million, $5 million in a bribery. And this is against Biden. And at the same time, they are trying to indict Trump both in New York and also in Florida. See, the way the devil says this is, you do wrong, so since you do wrong, I can do wrong. And of course, they've been able to get by with a whole lot, except Jesus. He didn't do anything wrong, so <laughs> what do we do? We crucify him. But that's the way they get by with evil. Wait a minute, you're doing wrong, you smoke cigarettes, my, my mom and dad smoke cigarettes. Why can't I smoke cigarettes? See what I'm saying? You do wrong. Why can't I do wrong? So that's what they're doing. There's a battle in high places in this nation right now. Bad guys have said, we've ruled this planet for thousands of years. We'll destroy it rather than give it up. NATO is conducting the largest exercise since World War II in a mock attack on Russia. I'm paraphrasing. Some say it may not just be an exercise. When does that exercise start? Today. Today. Today, NATO, backed with America, are, is doing a massive military exercise against Russia. What's really going on? Back up. Here's what's really going on. You see that third one? Excuse me, the... the uh, no, 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 this is... Okay, see the one where it's at the top one? We've ruled this planet for thousands of years. We'll destroy it rather than give it up. The bad guys are saying, if you don't let us continue to own and control the financial system of the world, we're going to put Russia in war with you. That's what they're saying. If you take away our financial house, we're going to put you in war. Now, let's move to the next one. Senators have been issued satellite phones 
in case the comms go down. This was two weeks ago. They've offered free satellite. Okay, what's the satellite phone? Well, it can call any phone number that can answer, but it connects to satellites. And last time I checked, they were about $2,500 each. Also, many high-ranking government officials in D.C. are on vacation, and the rumor is they've gone to underground bunkers. Why is this important? Russia has said, if you do this and do this, or do this, or do this, they've drawn lines in the sand, we will use nukes. What's all happening? There is a financial battle right now. The Fed's on the Federal Reserve Board website, okay, you can go and check it out. In April, they introduced a thing called FedNow, which is a CBDC. You do know about this, right? Okay, raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Okay, if you don't raise your hand, you need to be, you need to be watching Prophecy Clubs. You can get updated on this. It's called a central bank digital currency. They started taking enrollments in April. They say they're bringing it online in July. What I'm trying to say is there's a very, very real probability like trouble, like America has never seen, is about to hit. Very possibly by the end of June, and probably, I didn't say it will, probably by the end of July. Now, this I pulled off of HalTurnerRadioShow.com. He's been very reliable with his information. He says, I received this intel, intel from near Ramstein Air Force Base in Germany. This is Germany, okay. I live about 30 kilometers from Ramstein Air Force Base. And for the past 30 days, all the civilians and families of Americans stationed at the base have all been on vacation. What? The entire Air Force Base in Ramstein, Germany is empty? Now remember, these guys, if they don't have a time machine, and I believe they do, they definitely have a looking glass. They can see into the future. They know things that are coming. And so they're preparing. When they empty an Air Force base, obviously they're expecting attack. That moves it to another level of belief. It's too many people. This simply cannot be a coincidence. Something is wrong with this. I think it has to do with the NATO exercise Air Defender 2023 starting Sunday to Monday, as in today. I think it is not an exercise. I think it is not an exercise. I think they know Ramstein is going to be hit, and they got all the civilians out. Again, they know what's coming. Passing this along to all of you for your consideration. This is the weekend when it all starts. Now, what am I trying to say? Well, I'm trying to get more people to listen to Prophecy Club. Well, not for Prophecy Club, because people need it. <coughs> One more thing, and then we're going to go to the point. So, about two, maybe three weeks ago in the prayer closet, I said, Lord, I'd like for you to speak to either Leslie or to Pastor Massey and tell me again what is coming. Give me another update. And I like asking him to speak to Pastor Massey because he is not a prophecy student. When I'm talking about Bible prophecy, his eyes are rolling like this. You can just see it like, here. He's a miracles guy, okay? He travels the globe literally doing miracle crusades. Not a prophecy guy. 
So I know that when God speaks to Pastor Massey about prophecy, I know he heard. So I prayed, Lord, give Pastor Massey an update. About two days later, he calls me. He says, I had two dreams in one night. Hold it, hold it. So I open Word, and I'm ready to type. So as he speaks, I type. He said, in the first dream, I went to Costco for gasoline. They were out. I called AAA. They brought me a couple of gallons, just enough to get me home from the gasoline station. AAA said, he says, well, I, I, I need more gas than this. AAA says, we cannot give you more gas. Only enough to get you home because no more gasoline is coming. Now, that's the first prophecy I have that there's going to be a shortage of gasoline. Then he said, same night I had another dream that a, a massive earthquake hit America. I saw homes falling and then there was no food. No gasoline, then no food. Okay, think about that. So, <laughs> okay, all right, all right, that came to mind. I guess I'll tell you about that too. On another website, I, I made a program on it, which I think was like Thursday's program. And it's talking about how the good guys found out about a plot to use where, where a cyber attack where they insert a virus into the computers that run our electronic grid. There's three grids. There's an east, or excuse me, a western grid, an eastern grid, and then there's Texas. <laughs> okay? They were going to knock down two of the three grids. Texas would not have been affected. But the good guys found out about it and were able to stop it. They found out their plan. Their plan was to knock out the electricity of these two grids. And by the way, it's not just America. It was also all the way up into Canada. Knock out the electricity for 48 hours. Now, I personally don't think they would have knocked it out for just 48 hours. I think they would have knocked it out. And basically, when we woke up, when we finally got our electricity back, we would be back in a world government. They were going to use this to move us toward a world government. On the front of Morals and Dogma, which was a book written by Albert Pike that lived back in the 1800s, and it is what started things like Freemasonry and things like that. He's the, the devil in the flesh. On the front of that book, it has three uh, Latin words, ordo ab chaos, which means order out of chaos. Order, what order? A new world order, a world government, like Revelation 13, 1 and Daniel 7.23 say, Ordo ab chaos, under a world government, order out of chaos. Chaos, what chaos? A chaos they create. See, all they're doing is waiting until they can create a chaos big enough that will make us miserable enough to where we finally say, okay, take away the pain. We'll do anything, just take away the pain. Now, if they remove our food, is that pretty painful? And at the same time, if they remove the gasoline, is that pretty painful? And would America say, okay, 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 okay. You can have your CBDC. You can have your digital currency. You can have your world government. Give me back my electricity and give me back my food. Would we say that? Yeah. I can tell you most, anybody. The only ones that would say no would be the ones that have read Revelation 13 and believe in the mark of the beast. Right now, 
There are 13 active prophecies that says that there are suitcase nukes in America that will go off. That's not a warning. That's a prophecy. When you got 33, we got 17 prophecies that says there's going to be an earthquake and a tsunami that probably will be caused by a meteor. I want to believe that that's down the road. However, we got 14 prophecies that say that there's a coming food shortage. 11 say the dollar's going to fall. Daniel Davis, we had him in, he spoke right here, made a DVD. He's a missionary to Costa Rica, I believe it was. He said <clears throat> he saw a man step through a microphone in downtown Dallas. And he said, ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement to make. He said, the United States, as you have known it, has ceased to exist. All property lines are dissolved, and the U.S. dollar is worthless. Then the scene changed. He was at a, ga a gasoline station. People were frantically pulling into the gas station. They were heading west. He didn't know what had happened. But he saw this one man pull in with a flatbed. With, he said it looked like he just piled all of his worldly go goods on a flatbed truck, and they were heading west. He said, I need a tank of gas. I need it real quick. He said, well, we don't take dollars. <laughs> you don't take dollars? What do you take? So the guy that owned the gas station walked over and said, what do you have? And there was this big fence with barbed wire wrapped around the top of it, and there was all kinds of things like chainsaws and stuff like that. People had been trading to get gasoline. The dollar was worthless. Food shortage. Dollar's going to fall. Your cell phone is really not your friend. I'm not, I, I don't have time to go into that. But they're going to set up a global system that would be a digital currency so that no man might buy or sell save he had the mark and the name of the beast and the number's name. Here's wisdom. Let him to have to understand it okay, and all of that. The dollar is going to go away. We also have seven prophecies that said that there's going to be a surprise Russian nuclear attack. Dimitri was told that. And America would be burned and destroyed in one hour. For she saith in her heart, I said a queen. And I'm no widow, and she'll see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one hour. Death, mourning, and famine. And she shall be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God that judgeth her. I don't think that's imminent. I think we've got a few years. We've now got one prophecy saying there's a gasoline shortage. Now, with all of these problems, I bring this message to you. By the way, someone mentioned that they would like for me to have larger text. So I present to you larger text. Leslie asked last night, are you using larger? I'd already fixed it. I'd already laid it out. Larger text. I started to do the first page, I. Next page, will. Third page, bless. And I thought, okay, okay, that, that takes from the message. But I got my point. Okay, so here's what the Lord laid on my heart to bring to you. You know, for the last three or four months, every one of the messages has not been about Bible prophecy, not been about the trouble coming. Every one of them has been what? I'm going to be there. I will take care of you. I am able. Remember all of those messages? This is what he brings today. The Lord says to the Spirit of Prophecy Church, to his prophecy students, those people that are listening to his, his spirit, 
I, we are to say, I will bless the Lord at all times. What? That means if your couch is on fire, we're going to bless the Lord. That means if nobody else has gasoline, we're going to bless the Lord. If nobody else has food, we're going to bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will praise Him, not for all things, but in all things. I will praise them no matter what we're in. Yeah, well, Stan, it's really nice to be able to talk like this on Sunday morning, in church, during a sermon. But how about Monday through Friday out there when we can't pay the bills, when we don't have food, we don't have gas, we don't have... Okay. He's saying, this was written thousands of years ago. I change not. Neither do I alter that thing which has come out of my lips. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I do not change. So when he says, we are to bless him in all things, my brothers and sisters, this is a good place for you to fill in the blank, okay? When there's a pause, there's a fill in the blank. I'll bless him in all things. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So when we're pulled over and we got a flat, we can't. Yes, I'm listening. I'm listening. When we... See, the advantage of bringing sermons is you get to hear them three times. You get to hear them one time when you're delivering them. You get to hear them another one as you're delivering them. You get to hear another one all week long. Sometimes that's from the wife. Sometimes that's from the Lord. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Now, often the way the Bible works is, though it's split into two verses, it's one thought. So look at this as one thought. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. I'm supposed to be glad when I don't have food? Do you want food? Yes. Then that's how you get food. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Together? That means in time of trouble we ought to be gathering together? Yes. That's another reason why it would be a good idea if you had people in your neighborhood that you could get together and pray with. But if not, we're still going to meet together. There will be times when we call special meetings. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. That's a good memory verse. Matter of fact, this whole chapter, <coughs> I've thought about asking everybody, <coughs> asking everybody to memorize this whole chapter. But Psalm 34, that really good one for memory. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all of my fears. And you might also say tears. They looked unto him, and were not lightened. And their faces were not ashamed. In other words, they looked to the Lord and they weren't worried about what was happening in the world. Amen. Yeah, um, maybe we'll see. Now let's put it together. Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. When? 
in the trouble. We don't praise him for the trouble, but just because our couch is on fire. I mean, it's, what was his name? Who did that? Uh, yeah, Daniel Rhodes had his speaker. So his couch caught on fire, and <laughs> instead of trying to put it out, he started praising the Lord. Fire went out. Couch stopped burning. You're not supposed to praise the Lord for it burning. I'm not praising the Lord because it's burning. I'm praising the Lord as it's burning. I'm praising the Lord in the problem. Oh, magnify the Lord together with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. He heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. They looked to him and were not, like, not scared. Okay, And their faces were not ashamed. We're not going to be ashamed for the name of Jesus. The, this poor man cried, <clears throat> and the Lord heard him and saved him out of a few of his problems. I don't know about you, but there's a very good possibility before the end of the month, we're going to need this. We're going to grab our Bible and say, what was that chapter? Psalm uh, Psalm. 34. We're going to grab that. Okay, yeah, uh, he's, he's right. I should have memorized this. I, because we don't want to be going, uh, uh, see, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, what, honey, what, what, what was that? What was that? Like, uh, what was her name? Uh, Lamb? Stood in front of the firing squad as they were about to pull the trigger. She was quoting... Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Is it nor a lamb? Nor a lamb. That's correct. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him, saved him out of all of his troubles. Look, brothers and sisters, when the trouble hits, we praise the Lord. Not praise him for the trouble, we praise him. I'm praising you, Lord. I know you're going to take care of me. I've had, what, at least one, if not two people. Say during the time of the mark of the beast, when there was no no man could buy or sell, save he had the mark of the name of the beast. Okay, so they opened, or they they closed their eyes and they prayed that the Lord would give them food in front of their empty plate. And when they opened their eyes, the plate was full of food. Amen. That's how. Oh, God can't do that. Oh no, He can feed just three million people out in the desert for forty years out of thin air. Leslie and I have been to the rock. Where Moses struck the rock and water came out, I assure you I've been up inside that rock. It's about four stories tall. And you can see up there where massive amounts of water just were formed out of thin air. I've taken a picture down where there would have been a a hole going all the way down deep into the earth. If it didn't come out of the earth. It was formed out of thin air. So if he can feed his prophets with the bird of the air, if he can form water out of thin air, if he can feed them out of thin air 40 years, well, he doesn't do that anymore. Right? I change not. Neither do I alter that thing that's come out of my lips. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he's done for one man... He'll do it for another man, but not a woman. No, 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 no. He'll do it for all. What he wanted me to tell you is there's about to be trouble. 
He's still not, I like what Leslie says. He said, God never gives dates. And I agree. Excuse me. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. And the angel of the Lord campeth around them that fear him, and the angel of the Lord camps around those that fear him. How many fear him? Amen. No, that wasn't fast enough. How many fear him? Amen. There you go. And camps around that fear him and delivers them Amen. from a few of their problems. Oh. I'm saying there's about to be trouble in our world. I don't know the date. But there's about to be trouble in the world, and God is saying, I'm there. I got it. I got it. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. Now, what's fear? Fear is I'm downright scared of the Lord because I'm not going to sin because I'm afraid of him. Right? I'm afraid of him. I don't know about you, but I've been on the receiving end of some correction. By the way, that's the first point I want to make. The word contrite, which is the point of the talk here, is correction. That's what contrite means. The Lord corrects us. Well, I've never been corrected. Well, if you say that, first of all, you're wrong. And if you do say that, I feel sorry for you. I feel real sorry for you. Matter of fact, uh, lightning goes here. <laughs> Your time is coming because we all make mistakes. And he corrects you, believe me. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Amen. You know what that's saying? It's saying lions go hungry, but my people won't. Lions go hungry, but my people won't. How many have already made the determination you're going to memorize this whole chapter? Well, I see big teeth smiling back there. Oh, taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that, you know, in a time of trouble, Psalm 34, if we could open that Bible, point to that verse, point up to the Lord, say right here it is, Lord, you change not, neither do you alter that thing that has come out of your lips. The same yesterday, today, and forever. You are not a man that you can lie. You said this. You wrote this. I believe it. I accept it. I fear you. I follow this. And so, I count on it. Anybody need to hear this today? Well, I'll tell you what. It may be this next week or two. We'll all be saying, Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Psalm what? Honey, what was that? Psalm what? Psalm what? Psalm 34, come you children, hearken to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. 
that's the dad talking to the son, saying, come here, boy. Come here, boy. <laughs> Have you ever had mom or dad pull you by me? Come here, boy. Ah! What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? I told the Lord last night. I said, Lord, I'm, I'm not looking for a lot of days. I just want to do what I'm supposed to do. Help me to do what I'm supposed to do. That's what we're here for. We're here to do what he wants us to do. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. I might also add, as soon as he said last week, the eyes, the ears, you remember hearing no evil, seeing it, remember the monkeys, hearing no evil, seeing no evil, speaking no evil. <clears throat> Depart from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. Well, that's real nice, but let's put that in a whole other chapter. We like those first 12 verses, but we don't like that 13, 14 verse. Wait a minute. If we want God's protection, we have to live his kind of life. Thank you, whoever said that. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. By the way, that means for judgment. Because he is the righteous judge, and he brings blessings or cursings according to what we do. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and that is on the righteous for blessings, but the Lord's eyes are also on those sins for cursing too. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. His ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. And that's the second word. Um, I'm forgetting the word. We'll get to it. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth them, and delivereth them out of all of their troubles. Second time it said that. The Lord is nigh to them that are a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite heart, or corrected. So, when the Lord is correcting us, we should be happy. Yes. You ever thank the Lord for correcting you? Yes. I have. Yes. Thank you for all your corrections. Yes. They weren't always easy to go through. I was glad to get on the other side of them. <laughs> but I thank the Lord for his corrections, right? That's the first thing. If we want all of these blessings here to be with us, to come upon us, to overtake us, then one of the first things we have to do is we have a contrite heart. In other words, we have to receive the correction of the Lord. We have to stop that sin and do it right. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord has de delivered them out of some of them. That's a good memory verse. This whole chapter is a good chapter to memorize. <clears throat> I heard a story about a group of people that were in the military during the war. and They memorized Psalm 91, and all of them in that small group, that squad, had decided that they were going to recite it every morning. Yep. And they did. Psalm 91, He that dwelleth in the secret place, the most high shall yeah. And in all of the troubles, many of the people killed around them, Moms didn't hit them. Many of the people got shot and wounded and killed around them. Bullets didn't hit them. Not one of them in that squad was harmed. That's our God. He just wants us to believe him. 
That's all he just wants us to believe him. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. He keepeth all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Now, yeah, that's talking about Jesus. We know that. But guess what? It fits us too. It fits us too. That's what he wanted to tell me. Or for me to tell you, <laughs> Psalm 34 is for you, Spirit of Prophecy Church. Evil shall slay the wicked. See, that's what the word desolate is referring to. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Desolate is being punished. So contrite is being corrected. Desolate is being punished. If we're corrected, then we aren't desolate. I like what Lou says. He says, the voice of the Lord in my house has a Korean accent. Well, the voice of the Lord in my house has a southern accent, a southern bell accent. And <clears throat> Lou says, man, I, I already got a sermon this morning before I even got here this morning. <laughs> but see, when you live with a prophet, sermons, there are no sermons. It's that every day, all day long is a sermon. And that's a good thing. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. They'll be destroyed. See, the devil is a liar. And his tail drew a third part of the stars and did cast them to the earth. That tail is not this. The tail is the lie that he tells. He's told all of his people, all of that one-third of demons, all of the Nephilim, all of the tares, all of the grapes, all of those people that have believed the lies that he's told them, he's all told them, hey, we're going to get ready for Armageddon. We're going to go down, we're going to attack Israel. And we're going to defeat Israel. And we are going to be the king. We're going to be the victory. But the Bible says, I saw heaven open. I saw heaven open. I saw a white horse. He said upon him, he's called faithful and true and righteous, and he doth judge and make war. Skipping on down, it says, And the remnant were slain by the sword of him that sat on the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, the morning star, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. The devil, <clears throat> the beast, the false prophet, and the devil, and all those that take the mark of the beast, they do not get soul death. They are tossed into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone for all eternity. But all the rest of them fall to the ground, a pile of ashes and bones destroyed. He's going to, the devil is a destroyer. He comes not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. So, in summary, if we allow the, the Lord to correct us, if we have a contrite heart, if we've received that correction, then we are not going to be desolate. We're not going to be destroyed. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned. Before we were born, we were born in sin. Ephesians 2 says, For by grace are you saved through faith. 
And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For the, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's simply saying, ask Jesus to forgive your sins. Ask him to come into your heart. Ask Jesus to be your God because you can live forever. You don't have to die. You don't have to believe the devil's lies. You can live forever. But there's a few things you've got to do. You have to realize you're a sinner. In my case, not a problem. You've got to realize that you can't buy it. You can't earn it. It's a free gift. Oh, it's a free gift, and how do I take it? Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross that rose three days later. Accept him as your God. All of you that believe that say, in Jesus' name. And if you said that, <clears throat> send me an email. Why? Because the Bible says, Whosoever confesses me before men, I will also confess before my Father which is in heaven. Whosoever denies me before men, I will deny before my Father which is in heaven. So, tell someone, you folks online, tell someone you accepted Jesus. Tell someone. If you don't have somebody to tell, send an email. Let me know that you've accepted someone. Also, we encourage you to become a part of our ministry. You do that by going to spiritofprophecychurch.com or prophecyclub.com, going down to the bottom, clicking become a minister, and also we encourage you to click like, share, and subscribe. Um, so I, I don't know if you remember this, but because sitting down there, I just it was just a flashback <clears throat> to me, and I just want you to know that there was another prophecy about no gas, and I guess you don't have, you didn't pull it up or didn't remember it, but in the, the dream that I had, it's only, it was about a couple of years ago, I had a dream that we went to get, to get gas and go to the store, and the, when we drove up, there was all kinds of chaos, and people were fighting, and there was helicopters going around in the sky, like news reporters reporting about there was no gas, no food, and, um, you know, and, and people were, they were pulling out guns, they were shooting people because they were trying to get the food and they were trying to get the gas. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> No. Yeah. So, I don't. well, they remember. You, so have, you have to write that down. It for is me. written down. But I'll, type it, I'll, I'll send it to you again. I had to try to remember. No, I don't. I had to try to remember. But the, thank you. Try to remember what the name of the dream I, <clears throat> name, I, I titled it as. But, but Did you get a date on that? Yeah, but I'll, look, I'll have to look it up on my computer. But she didn't believe it. No, I don't hear the dates. <laughs> no, you know I, mean? I, I thought you talked about with the date that I had the dream, but no. No, I don't think believe, I don't believe that we're supposed to give dates because Jesus will always tarry. It will not happen on that date. Just for, for, forget it. I mean, it's not important. So no dates. Don't prophesy mates. Friends, such an Don't hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh, right? So no dates, no mates, none of that kind of thing. Just You'll just get egg on your face, so or more than that, maybe. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to remind you about that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you have a prayer request, be happy to have Leslie to come up and pray for you, or me. Uh, in the meantime, God bless you. Thank you for watching, and thank you for you folks online. And we do appreciate your prayers and your support. God bless.